Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number five, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Connor Kieran, the co-founder of Local Laundry. Connor shares his experience with starting a t-shirt company by Googling how to start a t-shirt company, why he loves supporting local and being part of the community, and what he does every single morning to get him motivated for the day. Welcome to the show, Connor Kieran. Hey, Connor. Thanks for sitting down with me. Welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to explore local laundry. We've been working together for a while, so it'll be great to share your story. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I feel like we were just going to start this conversation, so now we're recording it. Um, but I chose you and Local Laundry because you were one of my first collaborations as a blogger. And the post came out, I looked, it came out in June 2016. Were we really one of the first? One of the first. Like, you actually could have been the first. I think you were the second, actually. Second oh, really? collaboration for Local. That's uh, funny. Yeah, so 2016, so it's been a while. That's crazy. Yeah. What was the first one? But when I, I don't, it was I just think, like, we've I so sent many. you questions. It was, uh, it was just like the first, I think you sent me a t-shirt and I sent you questions that were like, how did you start this business? Basically the questions so I'm going to ask funny. you today. So I have your answers I from thought, 2016. No way. And so they'll be the same questions. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, we so thought we'll you were a huge them. deal back then. So we were just Well, I thought in. you were a huge deal. So it's funny. We were both, both starting now thinking each other were huge yeah. deals. <laughs> That's the best way to Well, do excited it. to be on here now. I think, I think, um, I said it before, I think this podcast is a great idea and I'm really looking forward to see how big you can get it and supporting you along the way yeah let's let's do it <laughs> uh so for people who don't know you and don't know local laundry mm-hmm. do you want to give a little introduction to who you are and yeah. how local laundry came to be yeah. i love the story so I'm oh, good. It again. <laughs> absolutely so my name is connor kern i'm one of the co-owners of local laundry local laundry is a community-based clothing company that aims to build a community in everything that we do through representing where you come from, sharing stories from the community, donating 10% of profits back to local charities, collaborating with others that want to have a positive impact, and as most recently, supporting Canadian manufacturing, Canadian-made clothing. Um, I started the company while I was living in Sweden back in 2015. My wife and I were living in Sweden at the time. I was studying for my MBA. And while I was traveling there, a lot of people would ask me where I was from. And I would say, well, I'm from Canada. And they'd say, that's fantastic. Where in Canada are you from? i say, well, I'm from Calgary. And they'd go, that's fantastic. Where's Calgary? Never heard of it. And so while I was traveling, I was like, I wish there was something really cool that I could wear that would represent where I come from, you know, the characteristics, the values of where I come from, and really wear it and represent it and, and kind of and showcase it as I was traveling around Europe with my wife and I saw what East Coast Lifestyle had kind of done that with you know the East Coast and then people were very proud to be from the East Coast so I thought why don't we do that with Calgary and Calgary community specifically so I did what any idiot millennial does <laughs> I Google searched how to make a t-shirt company and then I watched a YouTube video <laughs> and you know I'm not a fashion designer I'm certainly I was certainly not a social media savant or an influencer I just was an idiot who started a teacher company and now you know my business partner and I Dustin we kind of say like any idiot can start a t-shirt company because we're living proof <laughs> like it is the easiest thing to do right right so so yeah did that and came back to Calgary met my business partner Dustin in June 2015 and we've been kind of going at it ever ever since and last July July 2017 I was able to quit my full-time job and make this my full-time job and we've been going uh, ever strong ever since 
That's amazing. Always switching over to full entrepreneur is always exciting. It's very exciting. Terrifying, but yes. uh, but exciting. And so where did your love for local start? I know you said you wanted people to know where Calgary is, but now you've created a full community here and donating 10% to charities. So how do you grow that community and how do you decide which charities to pick? So just your love for local. Yeah, well, the love for local really came with how we wanted to get the brand out there. So we had no money. We still don't have any money. <laughs> and that's kind of how we make all of our decisions is how can we do this the most effective way possible that's not going to cost an arm and a leg. And when it came to marketing and getting the brand out there, what we thought we would do was that instead of paying for ads or paying for you know expensive photographers and models you know why don't we go out we find amateur photographers who are just getting started we find local businesses who also need content and and they need stuff to put on their social and we find you know bloggers or influencers that are just getting started you know kind of like yourself and why don't we all get together and see if we can help each other grow and that was just a way that started out just to try and grow the brand and get the brand out there to, to various people. And we started doing these photo shoots, you know, once, twice a week. And these photo shoots were reaching five, six new audiences. We were, and we were all helping each other grow. So through these photo shoots and through these marketing, this marketing strategy, I was just meeting all these amazing people, you know, whether it's photographers, other small businesses, people like yourself, nonprofits. And I was just like, there is so many cool stories. And I've lived in Calgary like my whole life. And I'd never seen this side of the city before, you know? And I was just like, there's so many people doing so much cool stuff in this community. And it's it's people that are just passionate about whatever they're doing, whether, like I said, whether they're an artist, a business, a nonprofit, you know, there's just so much people doing cool stuff that I wanted to get to know everyone. I wanted to get connected. I wanted to share this story. And then the kind of the deeper we dove into that strategy, meeting all these people, I just really wanted to, everyone else to hear about these amazing people. So I wanted, you know, everyone to know about this small business. I wanted everyone to know about this photographer. And it uh, it just kind of became this like little network where we were just all helping each other grow. We were all trying to follow our passions and, you know, help one another. And that's really where things for our love for local really came, came to fruition was through that marketing strategy, meeting all these amazing people. And then on the charitable side, it was always right from the beginning. You know, you can't have... A clothing company that represents where you come from and that just takes all the profit and it doesn't give anything back now we are a for-profit company our, our main mission you know is is the company is to to make a profit but that doesn't mean that we can't have a positive impact on the community either we want to be the thought leader on small businesses that you can be a small business run a profit and also have a social impact. So right from the very beginning, we always donated 10% of all profits back to local charities. And how it worked was that we didn't want to hitch our way to just one local charity. We want our customers to come and actually help us choose as well. So right from the very beginning, anytime you order anything online, a little form fill, right? You just nominate your favorite local charity. And at the end of the month, we receive all these nominations. We tally up 10% of our profits of our net profits and we'd see okay what do the customers want where do they want to donate and we donate to that local charity and now we've evolved it even further that it just beyond just you know money's great and every charity needs money and and we 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 give and and you know we might not be able to give ten thousand dollars at a time but we give a couple hundred bucks every month and that's enough to have an impact but we've figured out ways to also create a bigger impact beyond just money 
right? So recently we just wrapped up our YIC small business towel drive, which when we read this article that there was a dire need for towels among the homeless shelters and that people were, you know, clients of theirs, they were having showers and they had no towels to dry off. People were literally taking their socks, putting them on their hand and drying themselves off with their dirty socks. Oh, man. And this is like, when was the last time you got a shower right. without a towel? It's an yeah. awful feeling. And yeah. I can, can't imagine a more undignifying feeling than having to drive with your own sock. Right. So we're like, let's see how we can help it. Now, we could just donate a couple towels, just ourselves, but we thought, why not get other businesses involved? So we found a supplier. We got a really good rate on brand new towels, and we just put it out to our community. And so far, we've been able to raise enough money to buy over 3,000 brand new towels. Wow. Yeah. So next week, we're going to go donate them at various shelters across the city with all these different small businesses. And we just we wanted to show that just because you're a small business and you can only create a small impact yourself doesn't mean you can't get together and create a big impact with all the other small businesses. So that's just one way. Uh, another way, and I know I'm rambling. <laughs> no, that's <right>? fine. <laughs> but uh, last year, we... When we made this, we introduced the first Made in Canada products. We had a Made in Canada toque, and then for everyone we sold, we would donate one to a homeless organization across Canada. And last year, we were able to donate 550 toques to homeless organizations in Calgary, Toronto, and Ottawa. And this year, again, we've started that program uh, with more toques, more designs. So we're hoping to to do even more than 550 toques this this year. So those are just a few ways that we give back. So there's the money. There's the raising awareness through social media or blogs or f- content creation with and alongside in partnership with these nonprofits. But then there's other unique ways that you can give back that actually has a, a big impact beyond just money and awareness, which is through the toques and the towels. And so, like I said, we want to be a thought leader that just because you're a small business doesn't mean you can't have a big impact if you work together. Right. And you just have to ask people to work together. And that's you, it. Yeah. Yeah. And when we asked people, we were like, we, you know, we want you to donate 100 towels. That's, we got a great deal, 250 a towel, 250 bucks. You know, you, you ask a few companies for $250. It's not that much. Right. You know, and, but not that much adds up to quite a bit. Exactly. And then yeah. we have over 3,000 towels. Exactly. Well, then you sent out the email to everybody else that isn't a business because I didn't even know they were doing the towel drive until we got your email. Which is then I had moved, so I had towels. So we dropped off a bag, yeah, somewhere to my. I dropped it to my mom. She took it to a place, but we didn't even know. And so now you are raising awareness for everybody as well. So you have the small businesses, and you also have like the rest of the community. Yeah, that's awesome. that's a great point. It's it's not to mention the the people that just heard about it and went and donated themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 nice to see that 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 we've ha- been able to create that impact together. No, it's awesome. And so now you mentioned it that you've become Canadian made. So not only are you supporting local Calgary, but now you're supporting Canada as a whole. So can you tell me about the transition between changing your manufacturing over yeah. to just Canadian? Absolutely. So like I said, we weren't fashionistas. We weren't designers. We YouTubed and Google searched how to make a t-shirt company. And YouTube and Google just told us, you know, here's a shirt, get a design and, and sell it. And that's what we did. We didn't know any better. And the shirts were just coming from you know, overseas somewhere and you never really saw where they were getting made. You just, you had a supplier here, they got them from somewhere else and then they just came and, and boom. And that was great. And you know, we could sell them for the same rate that everyone else in the mall and everything is selling them for. So we were out for, for beers one night with my co-owner and a mentor of ours. And we were just like, why aren't we making stuff in Canada? We're called local laundry. Why is our stuff not made locally? And 
you know, we, we used to have a little soapbox that we'd get up on and talk about, you know, the cost of made in Canada production, that if we raised our costs and our prices too much, that it would exclude people that couldn't buy our stuff, and that wouldn't be positive for building a community. And we had, you know, a thousand excuses in our back pockets. But after this one night, we were just like, you know what? No, we should be made in Canada. That's the right thing to do. You know, we should be sourcing our clothes from a place that we know follows Canadian labor laws, environmental laws, helps support a Canadian diversity, uh, a Canadian diverse economy. And we were just like, boom, like that. From that day forward, we decided no orders would go through unless they were completely made in Canada. And it was a bit of a clunky transition. Uh, it wasn't as smooth as we could have been. We, we um, you know, pissed a few people off during the process because we just like overnight were like, Kate, Right. This is no more. <laughs> this is no more. This is what it is. And, and we kind of just drew a line in the sand. But ever since that decision, I think it was the best decision we've ever made because we've been on this journey of really understanding and figuring out what is local laundry and what do we want local laundry to represent and stand for. You know, it's, it's one thing to work with others and give back, and that's great. But if we want to stick around and really be a company of value and substance that people, you know, can actually stand stand beside like we need to have our core values in place and one of those core values is supporting Canadian made clothing and, and manufacturing and and I think that it's it's was one of the best decisions we've ever made because our quality went through the roof now all of our sweaters they're a better fit they're softer they're amazing oh, I thank have you. one of them in <laughs> <laughs> and you know so people are happier we had to raise our prices a little bit but you know now we get to tell the story of made in Canada clothing and we get to tell a story of, you know, this is what happens in other countries that are making clothes, that are producing fast fashion. And we get to tell a story of, you know, it's okay not to go out every weekend and buy new clothes. It's okay to buy clothes just a few times a year, to buy better quality clothes that's going to last longer, but buy less clothes. You know, and we're not going out saying to everyone, go through your wardrobe, throw everything out, that's not me in Canada. But we're just saying, if you can check the labels, Check where your things are coming from. And if you just buy one Made in Canada piece of clothing every year, it can go a long way to revive the textile industry here in Canada instead of you know, companies just going to these, these countries and just making the stuff as cheap as possible. Because right now with clothing, it's a race to the bottom. People just want the cheapest and they want it now. Right. They don't care what the quality is or where it came from. And we're slowly seeing that shift in in the market and in consumers perception of clothes and we're just really glad to be a part of it and and we think it's it's going to be a huge thing and and it's something that's become really important and near and dear to our hearts now right well like you said then you have a better story to share as well and then people don't give you the the eye about how you're local but not really local yeah so. yeah we're, we're feeling a lot more genuine these days right no that's right. really important um and so where do you does your inspiration for your designs come from? Because I know you've evolved from the the initial X with the YYC mm -hmm. in it with the different cities and then the community t-shirts and now the Made in Canada ones. So how do you design them? Yeah, so all of our designs got to follow three simple rules. It's got to be clean, crisp, and simple. Nothing too detailed, nothing too colorful. Just uh, a simple and clean and crisp design that tells a story without telling it, without saying it. Do you know what I mean? Our YYC design, it says so much about Calgary and the spirit of Calgary without ever saying the words Calgary. It just is three letters, YYC. And those three letters and that little icon on the mountain says so much. So all of our designs, we wanted that element about 
you know, telling a story and talking about something without actually saying it. You know, so a lot of our designs actually come now f through uh, local designers that, that help us share those stories. We do a lot of custom collaboration gear right. for organizations that have amazing stories and create a positive impact as well. And, and we want to share those stories without the use of company logos, without the use of company names. And we want to create designs that help people support local, but also help people support Canadian manufacturing as well. So all, all those elements kind of tie into our designs and, and give us inspiration. Cool. What has been the most popular design so far? I mean, we're not going anywhere with that YYC no. design. I mean, it, is, <laughs> it, is, it is our bread and butter. And it's you know? everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's recognizable. Yeah. For a long time, we, we thought, you know, what if we wake up one morning, people just don't like it anymore. It's not cool anymore. But the people of Calgary have really taken to it. And they're fiercely in love with it. This past spring, we tried to come up with a new YYC design and try and move away from that X design. And people were up in arms. <laughs> people, like, were not happy. Right. So we brought it back, and now everything's all good. And, <laughs> and that, that YYC design is, is our bread and butter. You know, we don't want to be a one-design company. We want to always have that YYC design, but evolve the brand around it. So, right. you know, we have more of this, you know, local laundry branded stuff we want to build our, our Canada line and really evolve and expand the brand that way while still paying homage to you know where we came from and what got us here so the YRC brand's not going anywhere right perfect so everyone can just calm themselves buy a new one it's gonna be there <laughs> okay and so like you said you collaborated with a lot of people as I know and with the photographers so how has social media helped you grow your business Right, social media is everything. Social media is everything. And when I first started, I didn't have Instagram. I thought Twitter was gonna be our big meal ticket through social media. I was just trying anything and everything. And a lot of people come up to, to me now and are like, how do you do social media? You know, how does it work? What is an algorithm? And I just kind of tell everyone like, listen, like I don't know how to use social media, but the secret is like, no one knows how to use social media. I mean, I don't care if you have 10 followers or 10,000. No one truly understands what to do. We're all, my biggest piece of advice is we're all just trying to create content that we think people will like. We're all just throwing it out there and seeing what sticks and seeing what the winners are. And some, some stuff really works and some stuff really doesn't. So we're constantly mixing it up, trying new things. And that's the way I think it should be. I mean, as soon as you have, and I think that's what keeps it interesting. As soon as you have the exact same stuff over and over again, like you just, you just become boring whether it's a personal brand, a company, you know, so we've utilized social media in a way to tell stories, right? We don't use models. We don't use, you know, studios. We, you know, a small business is, is our studio. Real people, you know, like yourself, like bloggers or artists or nonprofits are our models. So we utilize social media to build that community, to share those stories. And it has just been so much fun. But every it is the absolute lifeline of our business. Right. And without it, we wouldn't be able to create the awareness with the nonprofits. We wouldn't be able to share those stories. And we wouldn't be able to grow as a brand. Right. And you say you don't know how to use Instagram, but we're on an Instagram panel together. I know. You were at the front of the room. so. <laughs> and I was asking the most questions in the room. I was, I was the one who learned everything. Yeah. But, uh, but it, I think it's true. And, and you know... And I know you're you're very savvy with social media, but it's there. 
the game is changing every day. Totally. The people that call themselves social media experts. I'm like, yeah. are you though? I was like, I think we are all Googling how to do anything <laughs> <Yeah>. every day. <laughs> the people who are best at social media are the people who are most able to adapt. Exactly. You know, what stories is the thing now? Okay, I'm going to get really good at, at figuring out how to use stories. Right. What's IGTV? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, if you still think that you can just post, you know, and, and not have utilize all these other elements and you know it's you're, you're gonna get left in the dust so the people that are good at social media they're not good at social media they're just good at adapting exactly trying new things i love that i actually love how you you said it that way okay and we've done a lot with influencers so based on your experience working with influencers because i'm sure you get a kajillion messages about yeah. give me a free t-shirt and i'll post about you so what has that experience been and what advice can you give influencers that are looking to collaborate with yourself or just brands in general yeah absolutely we get an abundance of requests every day uh whether it's direct message or email i had one person just the other day they had their personal assistant reach out to us they're like hey this is uh, such and such i'm i'm jenna i'm such and such personal assistant uh we love your brand we'd love to collaborate you know look how great my boss is blah 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 and they cc'd all the other clothing brands that they emailed as well so it wasn't the personalized email. It wasn't even like, so I just saw all this list of all these other clothing brands and I was like, thanks so much for reaching out to us and all the other clothing brands. Like, what do you like about us? Like, right. so my biggest thing for, uh, you know, people that want to work with brands, a lot of the smaller brands like ourselves, I've said it before and I, I say it again, we don't have money, right? right? Our products cost money to make and we can't just give free product willy-nilly to anyone and everyone with a couple thousand followers so what we love to do is we actually like our customers to be influencers so if you want to work with us if you you know maybe down the line want free gear you want to be featured on our social media or create content for us you know buy one of our sweaters right buy one of our sweaters and do you know create some content with it send it to us send it with along with a, a unique and interesting story and you know what, if it's really good, chances are we're gonna reach out to you again and we're gonna probably wanna set up a second photo shoot. Or maybe you can create some video for us or we can create some art or whatever. We wanna work with you. And then once we get to that point, that's when you know we're sharing your story. This is someone from our community. Look at the amazing stuff they're doing. And then from that point, you know we can, down, down the line, maybe that's when we bring them on. Okay, we need you to do another photo shoot. Here's some new gear from our upcoming collection. You know, it's people that want something for nothing you know and i get it maybe you have ten thousand followers or whatever and you think you can post and and you know maybe we'll get a sale or two out of it but the people that we find value, the people that we want to work with are people that are willing to invest in us i mean look at yourself you can't say that you haven't invested in local laundry right you've spent hours you know in the mountains you know out with photographers creating content for us beautiful right. content like that to us is is worth a couple a free sweaters here and there, right? Because right. you're invested, we're invested in your success as much as you're invested in our success. Right, it's a give and take. It's a give and take, right? So if you want to work with brands, you know, you have to be invested in them first before they're ever gonna invest in you. Right, well, especially when people are sending out mass messages to all of these clothing brands. It's like, yeah. it's like you can't, that's not how it works. Especially no. when they are small and you're supporting local and doing all that. It's one thing to email like, I don't even, I wanted to come up with it t-shirt company but like American Apparel or something yeah. you just message them who are a huge company and like that's different but if it's a small company you have to take into consideration that 
we all need to work for each other and support or, each other. You know what? Send me a message and tell me three things that you like about local laundering or right. why. Did you look at our Instagram account? Yeah. <laughs> Did you read the story? Yeah. You're like, you're from Latvia. Right. You know? like, <laughs> we don't have very many customers that want to buy Wow I See Gear in Latvia. Like, right. Why would we work with you? Definitely. You know, so I think people just, and I get it, you know, they're trying to build their own personal brand. We're all trying to build our own brand. So you just have to do it in a respectful way that, that you can showcase your value and be invested in them as much as they, you want them to be in you. Right. Going back to the business side of it, because um, now you're full-time local laundry, um, and you mentioned that. So what was the transition like from going, how did you know when you were at your full-time job that you needed to do this full-time and that it was going to be okay? Yeah. Um, a few things. I was, I got called last minute to go to a conference in Vegas a week before I was supposed to get married and I was in Vegas by myself and if you ever go to Vegas alone and it's, it's just the most depressing place in the world because you see all these people like having fun and I'm just like walking the strip by myself and I'm like this sucks like I do not want to be here right now so let's get married in a week I have all this stuff to do and I'm here for this other job that I don't want to be and I called Dust and I said like I, I gotta get out of here like you gotta set it we gotta set a date we got to find a place where I can go full time. And we were doing pretty well as a company at that point. So we met with uh, a financial management company and said, you know, this is what kind of salary I need to pull in order for my wife not to leave me right. <laughs> and to keep her happy and, and for, for me to live, right? Yeah. Because, you know, that's what that was the goal is to create a business that you can live off of, right? And create your own job. And he, you know, we met with the group and they just said, this is how much money the company has to take in to support someone like that. And so, you know, we just had six, seven, eight months where we were making that target revenue and we just thought, okay, let's set a date for this and let's, let's go for it. Wow. And it's, it's, it's absolutely like one of the scariest things you'll ever do. It, I, I just remember like going and telling my work that I was leaving to go do my own thing. And it was a complete roller coaster ride of emotions. One second you're, so excited, like hands in the air, can't wait, see you later, you know, never have to see any of you guys again. But then the next you're like, what am I doing? This is a big mistake. Is this the dumbest move I'm ever gonna make? Am I burning a bridge here? You know, what am I doing? And then as soon as I gave in my two weeks, it was just like a weight, uh, like a big wave and a weight had been uh, lifted off my shoulders. I was like, okay, this is my decision. This is what I'm gonna do. And the thing is you do it, my thing was like, I'll do it, you know, and six months later, if it's not working out, I can get another job. Right. I can go bartend. At the, like, I can go work as a barista or I can clean floors as a janitor. Worst case scenario. You're never not going to be able to find a job. And it's like, I got no mortgage. I got no kids. You know, luckily my wife is way smarter than me and she has a fantastic <laughs> job. So she can be my sugar mama for a little bit. And, and I just took took the leap and here we are a year and a bit later and we're still standing and I'm still full time with it and now it's just like how can we keep this train going right but this past year has just been a crazy wild ride I've never been as happy as I've ever been in my life but I've just learned so much about myself because you go from right. like getting up every Monday and going to work for eight and going home at five and you know, you had your work time, then you had your lunch time, then you had your home time, your evening time, your downtime, your vacation time, your weekend time. You had all these blocked off. Now. Right. You're free. Well, now there's only time. 
there's no such thing as work time. There's no such thing as play time. There's no such thing as vacation time. There's only time. Right. And I love it. <laughs> so I've taken this year and really done a lot of like personal development as well. You know, because when I first started, I was like, I have all this time. I can do whatever I want. I did whatever I want. Right. So, yeah, you want to go for coffee? Yeah, let's go for coffee. Let's go, you know, do nothing for two hours right. because now I can. I'm yeah. an entrepreneur. And then at 1 a.m., so. you're just like, oh, God, I should have done something during the day. I should, yeah. <laughs> so there's only time you learn how to better manage your time. I become a lot more of an efficient worker, more effective worker. You know, I'll take phone calls over coffees now. And, and you've got to be careful how to manage your time and and it's just been so much fun yeah and so how do you organize your time are there tools like do you have like a day planner like how do you how do you focus so that you can work and take the time because i'm in the same spot where you have all day so it's like well, i could do this now i could do it later so how do you decide like when's working time when's like your time yeah i i kind of a few different things and i've i've experimented with a few different things my most recent thing is you got to get up early don't sleep in. Luckily, I have to drive my wife to work every morning at 7, right. so I'm up early. But I mean, you got to get up really early. So now, every day I get up at 5.30. And I'm like, bef- you know, before my wife just has to drag me out of bed and like, you just get up. 5.30, before anyone else is up. And now you just have like an hour or two to plan your day. And to plan my day, I use a tool called Trello. And I've just recently started, you know, I, I toyed around with a notebook and a list. Now I use Trello. Um, I've just been listening to a really good book called um, Eat the Frog. You know, oh, cool. and, I've never heard of it. Oh, man. It's yeah. so cool. It's about Because I'm a big procrastinator. Okay. <laughs> if I have to do something, I'll find 20 other things to do before right. I ever do it. Yeah. But Eating the Frog is, is a saying. You know, Benjamin Franklin, he said, if you had to get up every morning and eat a live frog as the first thing in, in your day, then um, you would know that that was the worst thing that you would have to do that day and everything else would be easy compared to that thing so if you just like plan out your day and find out like what is the worst thing that you have to do today the thing you're most dreading the hardest thing whatever like and compare it to eating a live frog what's your big hairy <laughs> live frog that you gotta eat yeah. and you do that very first thing then everything else pales in comparison and you've already won the day so my biggest thing is getting up at 5.30 and trying to get the biggest heaviest stuff done out of the way and it's I'm far from there that's what I'm working towards I'm a huge procrastinator I mean whether it's reddit or whether it's getting you know bogged down in emails and you just see your emails piling up and the sense of panic comes over you you got to get back to people but yeah you don't clean the bathroom actually oh yeah (laughs) oh what's that you know like it's lunchtime I'm gonna make a three-course dinner (laughs) you know I've become a phenomenal cook this past year that's amazing I'm sure your wife appreciates that yeah yeah but uh, it's 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 finding that discipline and just like understanding what works for you as well. Even from like a health perspective, right? I've, um, since going full time, I've gave up drinking because drinking takes up too much time. It takes up too much money and it takes up too right. much time. I can't afford to be hungover on a Saturday. I can't afford to be out Friday night, you know, t- yeah. 2 a.m. Gave up drinking. You know, I've gone off sugar. So oh, really? I don't eat any processed sugar. Wow. And that was really tough. That was like the biggest drug to ever come off. Yeah. But now like my head's clear. I don't have these highs and lows. You know, I can think better. I fast every day f- until 12. Right. So, like, I've lost a lot of weight. Right. You know, just yeah. because, just like... Just living your best life over here. <laughs> see, this This is the best version of me. But all these things, I can experiment now, and I can, right. like, figure stuff out, and I can figure out how to make that, and that sounds right. so lame and cheesy, but how to make that best version of me. Totally. Well, then you're in control of the whole thing. Like, I, you can make all those choices, so you might as well. 
you might as well and you learn so much about yourself like i know the only reason that i've gone off sugar is because like i'm completely addicted to everything sweet and sugary right you know if 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 there was a cake here in front of us i would just eat the whole cake i couldn't just have (laughs) like my wife can just she can have just a little nibble right and be satisfied where i'm just like i'll have a little nibble and then I'll just yeah. eat the whole thing. I have 10 million little nibbles and then it's and gone. And so <laughs> I, I learned about myself that I can't even allow myself a little bit. Right. Because if I have a little bit, I'm going to have a lot. And so like little stuff like that, I've been able to learn about myself, whether it's, you know, how to be more efficient at work and how to be, you know, a better person, how to be a more effective communicator. You know, I manage two of our part-time staff now and how to be there for them and make sure that they're happy, manage them, you know, and, and little things like that. It's wow. been so much fun. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to read the book. It's going to be on my list. <laughs> oh, you should. <laughs> yeah. And it's... Have you ever heard of Hoopla? Hoopla. It's no. like the Calgary Public Library. You can get free audiobooks. Oh. And it's on there, and it's yeah. for free. Okay. That's I'll do that. Tip. And then I can listen to it, and I don't have to exactly. sit down and read it, because that takes time. It does. I need to drive and listen at the same time. Well, you can clean <laughs> in your house. Or I found cooking now. Right. Whenever you're cooking or cleaning. Yeah. I used to like have my laptop and watch a show and yeah. whatever. Now I just like... Earphones, yeah. and I cook and clean, and I listen to an audiobook. Right. It's amazing. That is amazing. Um, so you've kind of touched on it since now. You're the best version of yourself. But what has been the most rewarding thing about being full-time with your own business? Yeah, and... Yeah. And what's been the most challenging? So you can yeah, the most together. Okay. It's a good question. I think the, the most rewarding is really, like, figuring out who you are and what you want to be. And I don't want to say the best version of yourself, but I just I just learned so much that, you know, I always was constantly comparing myself to other people. Like, you know, oh, look at that guy. Like, he's so buff and muscular and successful. Like, why can't I be like him? I got to be like him. And it's like going full-time and learning so much about myself, you realize you can't compare yourself to other people. You can only compare yourself to who you were and where you were yesterday. And that's been a big wave of relief because, you know, how can you compare yourself to anyone else? Your, your, your set, your, your lives are different. Your set of experiences and how you were brought up and your opportunities were all completely different. So you can only compare yourself to yourself. Right. So as long as I'm getting better each day, then it's a win. And that's been a really rewarding thing, figuring that out. I think the biggest challenge, though, is that going full-time, the only one full-time, we have two part-time employees, my business partner, co-owner he is still full-time at his job and so i'm i'm a man on an island right. i'm like by myself most of the day and i'm i like people and i like talking <laughs> to people that's my biggest distraction I'm, i love anyone and everyone right and so I, you know going for myself and just being kind of like a man on an island you're just like hey, i think we could do this let's try this let's go in this direction and like oh let's do this let's do that let's do this you know and and i think the biggest challenge is really trying to focus in on that one thing like where should we take local laundry what should local laundry be doing I don't know <laughs> right you who know? should we ask who's yeah. around here <laughs> yeah anyone so I think it is finding that focus and, right. and not being afraid to to you know just just diving deep and, and being okay with being the only one you know and that's taken a long time to figure out you know and we're I'm still trying to figure it out right. so I, and that's the biggest thing is like I'm not there I'm not where I want to be yet, and I'm not perfect. I'm I still make a lot of mistakes. I still waste a lot, like more time than I should. But as long as you're getting a little bit better every day, right? And as long as you're aware of it, I feel like self-awareness yeah. is a huge component of that too. Even if you are like, you notice yourself watching Facebook videos, but at least you know you're like, hey, 
wasting time, you know, because some people I feel still don't realize what they're doing. They're like, why am I not losing weight? Why yeah. do I like run out of time? It's like, because you're not doing the right thing. So at least you're aware of it because that's always and, the first step. And, and I think like another big thing that's really helped me kind of visualize it is um, one of my idols, Chris Pratt, uh, <laughs> who my wife tells me I look like and I... I oh, true. Now that you say that. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> It's, it's like the number one comment my wife's ever given me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously he's my idol. But he has a really great quote about fitness, and that's, um, it's easy to get in shape. It just takes six months, right? And six months, like looking six months ahead, it seems like a long way to go. And especially if like your point A and point B is six months away, that's a long way to go. But if you look back six months in the past, that's nothing. Six months ago, yeah. what was it, like May? Right. April, that was yesterday. Yeah. You know? And so as long as you are trying to build yourself, whether it's your business, your health, your your, your relationships, whatever, as long as you just like, it's just going to take time. And that's another tangent. But this is like, that's the other thing we've noticed about, you know, the business is, is like local laundry. It's taken us three and a half years to get to where we are. Right? Right. You know, we started just selling a t-shirt, you know, a month. Right, and we thought if we could sell two shirts a month, that'd be amazing. Right, <laughs> you know, and now you know we're we're in twenty five stores across Canada, and it's taken us three and a half years to get here. It took me two years before I could go full time. Right, because we live like we live in a society where we want everything now yes. and instant gratification, and and you know, you have to take a step back and being okay. That's going to take time. We want to build this company long and slow. We don't want to take outside investment. We don't want to take huge amount of debts. You know, where we want to go, it might take us 10, 15, 20 years. But as long as you're okay with being patient and working slowly and smallly, um, you know, it's you're going to get there. Right. And that's, and, and again, whether it's the business, your personal development, it's going to take time as long as you're patient. You know, the, there's the lights at the end of the tunnel. Right. Well, and that's why people have five-year plans. And even for us, like, we met two and a half years ago. So you're already halfway towards whatever your five-year plan was two and a half years ago. Yeah. Which is crazy because it went by so fast. Didn't it? Yeah. It seemed like only yesterday. And, you know, I think we've both grown, you know, if we look back and see where we were two years ago and where we are now, like, right. it's incredible. Just imagine where you and I are going to be in another two years, another three years. Exactly. We're going to be doing the same interview on your own TV show. Exactly. We're going to be filming it because that's the next step. <laughs> yeah. No, it's And, and it's again, crazy. I don't I don't mean to sound like preachy. I don't no. mean to sound, you know, I, I don't know. This is just, I've noticed what's worked with me. Mm-hmm. And everyone's different. And these are the only things that, that I really respond to and I really relate to. And it's just... I'm just so much happier, you know, and I'm, I feel like I'm really, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, whereas other jobs I had before, I just wasn't happy. I didn't feel fulfilled, you know, but I could work on local laundry all day, all night because it just makes me so happy. And if it were all to go away tomorrow, people started hating the YYC design tomorrow. Goodness forbid, you know, I'd still be happy because I've learned so much in these past three and a half years. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I get, so I don't mean to get preachy or. No, I think everyone likes to hear what people are doing. There's always the like, what do successful people do in the morning? Yeah. So everyone likes to know what everyone's doing that's working for them. So we appreciate your, your tidbits. 
Um, you want to know the, something that I just recently learned? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this has, like, been the biggest discovery. Okay, everyone hold on to well, their seats. <laughs> because I used, to be, I used to run marathons, right? I, I've ran through this first year. I, I haven't been trained for a marathon. My last marathon I ran, and I didn't do that well. And I looked at myself, and I was really heavy. Like, I was really overweight. And I was, it wasn't the exercise because I was training for marathons. So now I'm, it's all about, you know, eating better and all this. Mm-hmm. So, but I haven't been running. So I've been doing one little thing every morning. The first thing I do yeah. every morning before I get up is I do push-ups. And I know that sounds really lame, but I started with one push-up. Just one. Yeah. All you got to do is one. Yeah. Roll out of bed, onto the floor, do a push-up. <laughs> and just do, start with one. And that's almost a challenge in your, with your ego. Because right. you're like, oh, yeah. I'm a dude, I can do at least 20. Yeah. Just do one. I do start my morning, every morning push-ups. It wakes you up so well doesn't matter if it's three in the morning five nine in the morning it just gets the blood going and now you just add one like every three days now like this morning i did 30 push-ups wow in a row whoa and i just like you just notice like little small differences like in your body and you feel a lot better and it's like my favorite thing in the world are you going to keep doing push-ups? Like, you're just going to, one day you're going to wake up and do, like, 300 push-ups? Or are Absolutely. you going to, like, switch exercises? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm all, my goal is to get to 100 push-ups. Okay. And again, like, that might take a couple of years. Right. But, but if you do it every day, then... You should do it every day. And then you'll look jacked. Your shoulders and your chest will be jacked. <laughs> right? And my wife will think I look like Chris Pratt even Excellent. more. But, and that's the thing. is like, it's it's all about what you, the small things that you do every day. Right. And being consistent. And being believing consistent. that you can. Being like, one day I'll do 100 push-ups. And, and it starts with, with one push-up. Right. And I don't care who you are, you know, everyone can have a goal to do one push-up. Right. And push-ups are hard. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes you feel so good. Yeah. You're just like, after I do them, I'm just like, <laughs> ready to tackle the world. That's amazing. That was a great. It's done. That was it. We can go home now. <laughs> okay, and so on that, continuing, what advice would you give people who want to start their own company? Who are sitting there, they have this idea, they yeah. think they're an idiot wanting to start a business. Yeah. What's your what's your advice for them? Shut up and do it. That's the number one thing. I mean, I get asked this all the time. It's just stop talking about it. Just go do it. You know, uh, you don't need to have a perfect business plan. You don't need to have perfect market research or everything figured out. You just shut up and do it. Stop talking about it. I hate when people come to me with a great business idea and a great business plan. And it is. It's a phenomenal business. They got laminated paper and everything. (laughs) They've done months of really good market research. They have everything mapped out and planned out, you know, fiscal, you know, reports and all this spreadsheets. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And then nine months later go by and I'm like, how's things going? And they're like, I haven't started yet. It's not quite there where I want it. You know, it's not perfect yet. It's like, just shut up. Stop talking about it and do it. Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, has a great quote saying that if you're not absolutely 100% embarrassed by the first product that you pushed out, you've waited too long. So, like, we just Google search how to make a t-shirt company and we just got shirts up there. Our first designs were horrible. <laughs> they were goodness to gracious awful. Yeah. Right? And I'm surprised anyone bought anything from our website when we first started. But you know what? It was a start. And right. we, we built on it and we slowly, you know, added to it. I thought the Calgary community shirts was going to be our meal ticket. I thought that was going to be the big thing. That was the essence and the focus of the whole business when I started. And if I had waited and built the perfect plan 
you know, it wasn't until afterwards I just kind of threw up a YOC design just for fun, mm -hmm. just to have it there. And that's what took the business off. Right. But if I had built it and planned it perfect, it would have been revolved around these community shirts and no one would have bought anything. Right. And you could have missed your timing because maybe timing. nobody wanted it anymore. Someone the, else could have come in and... It did, so, you know, yeah. and that's the thing. We were only successful because of timing. I mean, right. when I came in, when, you know, we came out with the YOC design, there was nothing else YOC clothing came around. If we had to wait six months, there would have been some YOC gear. Something would have... Yeah. filled that need in the market so you just got to shut up get it out there and do it i mean that like take for example this podcast you woke up one morning you thought i'm gonna have a podcast and then now you have yeah, a podcast I went on amazon i bought this microphone that right. was google's number one microphone for podcasts here we are <laughs> and you like i'm sure you didn't know how to, to start and do a podcast no you figure it out yeah and i mean i think that's what entrepreneurs are is entrepreneurs are just figure outers they just they're the problem solvers right <laughs> definitely there's a problem they don't know the market doesn't know how to solve it they don't know how to solve it they just figure it out right so stop talking about it and go out and do it and if it sucks you know make it better and if it if it fails do better next time and right. try something different next time right you're not gonna get to where you want to go by you know doing planning the best planning in the world and no execution right and then you learn a lesson and, and you learn a lesson Right? That's all you can ask and for. it's more valuable than anything. And I and I say start something with, you know, a minimal viable product. Try and start the business with a hundred dollars or less. Right? Because a hundred dollars or less, that's a hobby. Right. So if it fails, I mean what I don't want to see people is starting business and they think, yeah, I'm just gonna go out and do it and they invest ten thousand dollars in this idea. It's like what is the the minimal amount that you can get this product or service to market without spending a ton of money? Right. right, like so, don't ruin your life in case it doesn't work. Yeah, down mitigate your risks, and yeah. then if it's successful, build on it and build on it. So with a t-shirt company, we utilized you know drop shipping, right? So we had all these designs and shirts and everything, and we didn't actually buy a shirt until someone, until we sold one, right? right? So as soon as someone bought a shirt on our website, that's when we bought one from our supplier. So there's ways that you can do it, um, you know, that don't cost a ton of money. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, and what's next for Local Laundry? What are you working on that you can share with us? You yeah. just did the Canadian stuff. What's your, what's your next move? Our goal is to be Canada's best company at building community. We want to take what we've built here in Calgary and really expand it across the country. You know, with our Local Laundry brand and stuff, with our Canada line, and we want to build community all along the way. That's, you know, sharing stories from all around Canada, donating and giving back to, to various nonprofits and local charities, charities across Canada. We're raising awareness but also, excuse me, the, the Made in Canada trend. We want to raise awareness for the need for people to buy and support Made in Canada. Our goal is that by 2026, wherever the Olympic Games are held, whether they're here or somewhere else, mm -hmm. that our Canadian athletes are completely donned in Made in Canada clothes for that opening ceremony. Cool. Right? That's awesome. Because I think it's an we think it's an absolute shame that our nation's best athletes yeah. are dressed head to toe in the opening ceremonies and stuff made in China. Right. You know, mm -hmm. why can't our nation's best be wearing, our, you know, our nation's best athletes be wearing our nation's best clothing? And it doesn't matter if it's our clothing right. or whoever's, yep. you know, as long as it's made in Canada. So that's a big thing that we're going to be pushing. Cool. That's super exciting. We'll be ready for it. Um, and you kind of touched on a couple, but what is a tool, resource, or life hack that you would like to share with the listeners? Mm. And I've given a couple now, so on top of those ones? Uh, the biggest, biggest life hack. It's a good question. Well, uh, honestly, the kind of what I mentioned earlier was this hoopla. I mean, if 
it's it's a free resource from the Calgary Public Library that gives you access to a ton of ebooks, a ton of audiobooks, all for free. It's all through your library card, which you can get for free. Right. And you know, because I was I'm huge in audiobooks, like we sort of talked about, mm-hmm. and I had an Audible account for a while, and it's like 15 bucks a month. Like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not going through a book a month. You know, maybe I'm a slow listener, and <laughs> and uh, and. And then I found a Supla, and it's like whatever book you want, like cool. And yeah. it's 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 been phenomenal. So I feel like there's so many other ones that I've learned as well. I can't think of them right now. Oh, you want to know a good life hack? Yes. I got a good one okay, for you. Okay, ready. Two words. Okay. Cold showers. Oh, I've heard that one before. Listen, Rachel. How do you do listen, that? Listen, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. No one loves hot warm showers first thing in the morning more than this guy okay I'm the guy that I have three sisters I'm the guy that all my sisters were banging on the, the, the bathroom door get out of the shower <laughs> we had a seat in my shower growing up right. I just sit there like <laughs> there's nothing my favorite part of the day is getting into a warm shower my yeah. least favorite part of the day is getting out of the warm shower I love warm showers okay I'm the warm shower guy <laughs> I cannot say enough good things about cold showers so you have your shower okay have your warm shower get in brush your teeth wash your hair do whatever you gotta do with your warm shower 30 seconds before you get out, turn the heat all the way off and just go straight cold. And what I do is like, you can't, don't just stand there and let the cold water run all over you. You know, it feels awful. And it does suck. It feels uncomfortable. But then, you know when you like wash your body with with soap or whatever and you lather up? I turn off the heat and I lather up in the cold. So I'm constantly moving. You know, I get my head wet, constantly lathering up and rinsing and then wash myself and then 30 seconds, I'm done. Turn it off. And... What it does to you, if you're feeling blue, like maybe you're a little depressed or, or you're just not, you're kind of in a funk and you don't know how to get out, the cold shower will just snap you out of it. It immediately like brings all the blood to the front of the body. You know, it invigorates you. It's a rush of adrenaline. It uh, activates fat burning cells, also good for weight loss. And it's good to do first thing in the morning. It's good to do right before you go to bed. It'll help you sleep. It'll help you wake up. It's and only like thirty seconds, right? That's that's all you have to do, and okay. it, it it and it's really great if you're like writer's block or you're just mm-hmm. like oh, I don't want to do any more work. Have a cold shower; it'll just completely invigorate you. And this is coming from the guy who loves right. <laughs> warm showers. Nothing more I love in the world. That was a good life hack. And I'll just what we can all hate Connor when the water's cold. But yeah, and it sucks. But it gets you comfortable with being uncomfortable, which I think is very important for an entrepreneur. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's always going to be cold and it's always going to suck. You get over it because you got to be tough to be an entrepreneur. you got to have thick skin. Words from Connor. Thank you. (laughs) And to end this, where can people find you and Local Laundry? Yeah, absolutely. Follow us at Local Laundry on Instagram, www.locallaundry.ca. And... um, we're on you know, Twitter, LinkedIn. If you want to check out more stuff that I'm doing, my Instagram is Connor B. Kern. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, my sharing pleasure. the story, sharing all your great life hacks. I, I hope there You have a lot fun. of them, so. Yeah, well, this is, uh, I'm alone all day. I think, uh, I think about this stuff. So I appreciate you having me on. I'm really looking forward to being on episode 104. Yep, we'll be back. And thanks so much for listening to the ramblings of a crazy man. Of course, anytime.